Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serial Holic Sisters. True crime shit. What it do, what it do. I'm oh. so awkward. I, I can't I can't say things like that. Like, why do I do that? <laughs> <laughs> what it do, what it do. Well, I'm gonna need you to just shut up and try that again. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. True crime shit. Hey. Girl, hey. <laughs> Was, was that better all right so we okay. are it is right. it's 11 40 at night we have decided that since we hadn't got to record in so long we should just go ahead and record both episodes back to back so we have new no new news for you <laughs> no new news um <laughs> no new news my children are in bed now <laughs> they are that's there was a time where one of them came and started whispering in your ear <laughs> yeah it was really awkward I was like hello <laughs> hi, little, hi little crotch goblin <laughs> what's, <Hello there>. up? <laughs> what's up little crotch goblin no she she was she was whispering she was like hey mom I was like yeah can I have a snack what do you want animal crackers like okay <laughs> okay okay go get them <laughs> you know where they live <laughs> <laughs> go for it girl <laughs> all right well no news. I guess let's get into mine then since there's no news and right. we're gonna do I'm gonna do something a little different than I normally do because it's not like a serial killer but well, mine was neither exactly so I was gonna be like I'm gonna do something different but then you basically did that so I was like okay never mind <laughs> <laughs> sorry I don't mean I don't mean to be better than you no, I'm just oh my kidding. god so I'm totally it's, it's not a serial killer but there's definitely like a gruesome murder much like yours <laughs> like wood chipper bad or <laughs> well it's pretty fucked up so brace yourselves people oh, okay, um, so warning the whole episode whole whole episode not okay so this one I haven't heard covered like a lot. It's okay. like really fucked up. I've heard it once on a podcast. I heard it covered on My Favorite Murder. Okay. And when I did, and it, this was like way back at the beginning of My Favorite Murder. So like a long, long time ago. But when I did hear it, I did tell you about it. So you know about this. Okay. Because... I think I, was, I know. Yes. So I heard it and I was like, what Oh God, I know what it is. And you don't even have to tell me. When uh, I heard it, this is going to be awful. It's going to be awful. What? Because when I heard it, I was like, what the fuck did I just hear? So you know, I, it's so funny because uh, that this exact one got brought up this week with in a conversation that I had with. Did it? Husband. Really? That's oh, weird. That's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. So yeah, I heard it and I was like, what the fuck did I hear? So I called you immediately and like gave you like a Cliff Notes version. Yes. So oh God. So it's so funny that you, oh man. I actually almost talked about doing this exact one. It's it's not very long. It isn't. It's, um, not, it's not a long big case, but, but it it's definitely awful. awful and fucked up. And I feel it like is, people should hear it. it so uh, it's funny, the conversation that I had, um, so he tries to give me some options to do like a podcast over like I, I was hey, like are you, you, gonna, you, are you I was like are you gonna give case? my stuff away what are you doing no. <laughs> no but he'll be like have you done this case this case or whatever oh yeah, yeah. Um, some of them I'm like yeah I already did that episode or 
others I'm like oh that's a good one let me let me write that down right but for some reason he had said one that reminded me of the one you're about to do oh gosh okay well I wish I had never told you it when I heard it oh god because I because I really want your real time like what the fuck reactions but maybe there'll be I don't know like in depth about it I just know like right it's not fresh in your mind it's not fresh in your mind so maybe some of it will kind of be like ah so I'm covering the murder of Timothy McLean and it is a doozy. So let's go ahead and just get into that. All right. All right. Okay. So 12.01 AM, July 30th, 2008, 22-year-old Tim McLean boarded a Greyhound, Greyhound bus. That was hard to say, apparently. Stop shaking your head. <laughs> he was headed home to Winnipeg, Canada. So everything about Tim that I read described him as like the kind of guy who would take the shirt off of his back to give it to anyone who needed it. He was just like this all around nice guy. He had a bubbly personality, was loved by everyone he met. Just great was guy. In, was in the wrong place. Like wrong definition time. of wrong place at the wrong time. Like this is just all just fucked up. So like people who knew him have been quoted saying, no one is perfect, but Tim was as close to it as you could get. Oh, God. He, he never did anything bad to anyone, and he always tried to help people in need. So, Tim was a carnival barker, which is fun, I feel like. What is that? Uh, what is that? The barker, like at the carnival, like the step right up, step right up carnival oh, barker okay. guy. Yeah. So. I didn't know there was a name for that. Barker, <laughs> yeah. So, he had been working at a fair in Edmonton. And he got on a bus in Edmonton um, on bus number 1170, in case you're wondering. Um, And they were going down the Yellowhead Highwood through Saskatchewan. So he sat near the back of the bus, one row before the bathroom. And he just kind of like kept to himself. He was just ready to get home. He was tired. Um, He pretty much spent the entire trip with his headphones on, leaned against the window sleeping. So basically what I would be doing probably if I was on a bus, like, you know, I'm not going to lie. This case is the prime example of why I don't ever want to be on that type of transportation. No, like Like I I, subways, Greyhound bus, public transportation at all. Like, I don't, I don't like it. I don't trust it. You don't don't know people. You don't know what they're going to do. We did ride. Um, I've like I've ridden a tram before you know but right even those I'm like sit farthest <laughs> away from everybody there's like 12 doors You're I'm like, like bitch I don't out. know you keep your distance yes COVID-19. like I like don't I don't know do, I don't do public transportation that's why I have a license in a car like I can just drive myself yes. where <laughs> you may not be the worst driver but I'd rather drive my own vehicle I mean you may be but yes so <laughs> Around um, 6 p.m., the bus made a stop in Erickson, Manitoba, and picked up a new passenger, 40-year-old Vince Lee. So we're going to go into Lee's background a little bit. So Vince Lee was born in Dangdong, China on on April 30th, 1968. So in 1992, he earned a bachelor's degree for science and computers. Okay. And from 94 to 98, he worked in Beijing as a computer software engineer. So like fancy big time. Um, he immigrated to Canada in June of 2001 
and he and his wife Anna lived in Winnipeg. So in November of 2006, he became like he officially became a Canadian citizen. Okay. And he moved to Edmonton to work. That's where like Tim departed from. Okay. So um, throughout the years, he worked like a ton of different jobs. Um, a lot of times he was working multiple like part-time jobs at a time. But he'd never had a job in Canada as like a computer software engineer, like what he'd got his degree for. He just had like little odd and end jobs. Like he worked at a church for like six months, just doing like little random stuff. And um, he drove a forklift for a while. He delivered newspapers. He worked at a McDonald's. Like he just had like all these little part-time jobs. Little part-time jobs. Yeah. Like almost like a teenager type. Right. So he had been described as reliable and hardworking by like all of his former employers. They're like, yeah, having all of these part-time jobs. (laughs) Right. They're like, he's like, he was super reliable. He was always on time. He always like worked super hard. Um, Over time, Lee's marriage started getting like kind of rocky and he and his wife separated and eventually they divorced. So he was working at a Walmart four weeks before boarding the Greyhound bus and he was fired following a disagreement with other employees. And then after being fired from the Walmart, he asked for time off from his other job, the delivery job that he had at the time, so that he could go um, to a job interview in Winnipeg. Okay. Which is where Tim was headed to go home. So that's how that, like, we're all caught up. That's how they got on the same bus, headed in the same direction. Gotcha. So Tim is sitting at the back of the bus. And then when Lee boarded the bus, he kind of sat towards the front. And then around 8 p.m., the bus made a stop and Vince got, Vince Lee got off for a smoke. Like he got off. He's like, I'm going to smoke, gets back on. And then instead of taking his seat back near the front where he was before, he moved towards the back of the bus. So kind of weird. It's like, right. Like that's weird. Like, I mean, maybe if like people had like sat in his seat or something since then, he'd have to move somewhere else. But like, yeah, but like go from the front all the way to the back. When right. You chose to sit at the front. That's a little weird. It's a little okay. weird. Okay. A little off, but okay. So Tim, this whole time, he was still in his seat. He was still leaning against the window, like snoozing with the headphones on. And Lee noticed the vacant aisle seat next to him. So he goes and sits there. Other passengers who saw him sit by Tim said that Tim like kind of woke up a little bit, like just kind of barely acknowledged that somebody had sat beside him and then just kind of like leaned back against the window and back to sleep. sleep. Yeah. So, um, they continued down the road a little bit, and then suddenly shit got real, like, real fast. Huge, huge trigger. Huge trigger warning, y'all. <laughs> y'all. So, a passenger across the aisle saw Lee's behavior starting to, like, change suddenly. Like, before, everybody was, like, they didn't really notice him. He just kind of, like, blended in. He wasn't, like, doing anything weird. And then suddenly he starts um, becoming like super fidgety, like in a seat, he's just like really fidgety and he starts kind of like whispering in Chinese. Um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> right. My husband woke up and said, uh, I, I'm going to need to move. Excuse me, sir. Well, he had his headphones in, so he didn't hear I this. <laughs> I know. But I'm like, nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> so the, the guy, the guy that saw this said that he, it was, he described it as like, almost like a low chant but like in Chinese 
absolutely not. <laughs> so I'm going to nope the fuck out of this one right that's, now. That's just going to be a big, huge negative. So, Excuse me, bus driver. Can you please stop the bus? And I know we just stopped for our smoke break, but like, I can't be here right now beside this person. So, um, suddenly without warning, Lee pulls this huge Bowie knife out of his bag, which I'm going to ask, I'm still going to wonder, first off, how the fuck did you get it in there? I mean, <laughs> nobody noticed. You just, you're on a bus. Like they don't they don't search your bags to get on a bus. Yeah. Which is terrifying to me. I feel like <laughs> like that's why I don't want to ride those things. Like you have no idea what these people are carrying beside you. Like you have no idea. So he literally had just packed this huge ass Bowie knife in his bag and had it the whole time. And then just, yeah, just going to take this today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause why wouldn't I need this? So he, he produces this giant fucking knife from his bag suddenly without warning and without warning he just like lunges it into tim's neck mm-hmm. like just, he's just sleeping headphones in leaning against the window sleeping and all of a sudden bowie knife in the neck bowie knife in the neck yes can you fucking imagine not just being tim but can you imagine being a passenger on the bus and like seeing this <laughs> i would have said I fucking told you. <laughs> I heard the Chinese. Stop the motherfucking bus. <laughs> like what? Right. So uh, we, we've got, I think we got a new life lesson for all of our serialholics. Don't take a bus. <laughs> like don't fucking ride. The person, person, <laughs> don't run away. Don't run away. Don't Fight hitchhike. Off. Don't hitchhike. Yep. And now don't and now, take the bus. And now we can never take buses again because. You're welcome. Because people will just take out huge ass knives and stab you apparently do not take the bus if you don't have a driver's license go get one <laughs> i mean you've got friends right friends have driver's licenses if you can't yeah, get one just, that, just this is phone a friend like crazy but it gets better continue <laughs> does it it does not get better it, it gets get much better. worse no it gets much much worse yeah so tim wakes up screaming obviously um and he begins trying to fight back but Lee is just like completely overpowering him. He pulls him into the aisle and like repeatedly plunges the knife into his shoulders, neck and back. So witnesses say the way he did, he, the way he was doing this, the way he was stabbing him was almost like robotic looking. Like he didn't look like angry or psychotic. It was just like a robot, just like methodically stabbing. Um, they said that he had to have stabbed him at least 50 to 60 times. Yeah, that's the right face for that. Um, so at this point, it's like straight, straight up chaos on the bus. Everybody's, yeah, everybody's screaming, everybody's running to the front of the bus. The fuck out. Yes. So they're like stampeding in the front of the bus. They're yelling at the driver to like stop so they can get out. Like the bus driver's like, what the fuck is happening? He stops the bus. Everyone gets off but Lee. So the bus driver and two other men, they made an attempt to rescue Tim. But when they tried to come back onto the bus, Lee just, like, kind of slashed at them with the knife. And so they were like, nope. But, um... <laughs> Every man for themselves. Right. He's, like, trying... They're like, let's go help him. Slash, slash. Oh, no. That's okay. But also... Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, it was very clear that Tim was already dead at that point. Yeah. So 
they yeah um and lee was showing no signs of stopping anytime soon yeah so all the passengers stood outside of the greyhound bus like so there's just just parked on the side of the road everybody's outside the bus um traffic's like whizzing by and they can all see lee in the bus like just nonstop hacking and sawing at tim's body um a truck driver actually pulled over because he sees like this he's like what the fuck's happening why is this bus pulled over everybody's like standing outside like maybe they're out of gas maybe i can help them whatever has no idea that he's about to like come up on this terrible scene um everyone watches in horror as lee stands up he like slowly stands up with his huge blood-soaked knife in one hand and tim's decapitated head in the other hand like he has sawed his head off he cut his head off he cut his head off like what the fuck is happening (laughs) so lee tried he like actually tried to exit the bus at one point and the bus driver and the truck driver that had pulled up locked the door so he couldn't escape because they're like hell no like somebody's already called the cops hell no. they're, they're like you ain't hell going no. nowhere they said hell to the no hell to the no no <laughs> they were like you're gonna stay right the fuck there you, you staying right there we had to watch this shit you fucking staying there until the cops get here um the truck driver even handed out like some tools from his truck like a hammer and like a crowbar and stuff so they had like weapons in case he did get off the bus <laughs> way to go truck driver yeah right he was like no we stopping this shit like no <laughs> <laughs> he's not going anywhere basically <laughs> so lee at this point is like pacing back and forth on the bus holding tim's head up the entire time for everyone to see like fucked up beyond belief um after a while he goes back to tim's body and began severing more parts of his body and like throwing it around the bus so he even opened tim's chest and began like removing his organs yeah oh i didn't know that gross yes so then it gets worse it gets worse it gets it gets worse i'm gonna need you to stuttering stanley i can't because i can't hold it together because this is terrible so (laughs) it does because so he's like removing his organs and then to everyone's horror he began eating parts of his body yeah i don't know if you heard me so i'll say it again he began eating parts of the body (laughs) right there in front of like 30 plus witnesses because you're getting away with this shit no son no i'm not gonna lie i'm actually gagging right now (laughs) yeah because that's fuck like what the fuck this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Police arrived on the scene around 8.30 p.m. after receiving a call that there was a stabbing on a Greyhound bus. 
I should just a stabbing. I should say so. <laughs> I'd um, be like, uh, bro, this dude just cut this guy's head off. I need you to get here now. <laughs> at stat, where are you at? So when they arrived, they were shocked to find the suspect still on the bus. He was being prevented from escaping by like a few of the passengers. Um, and then the remaining passengers were like mainly sitting on the side of the road crying or vomiting or just like straight well, up traumatized yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i don't feel bad for them doing that <laughs> no like they should be doing all of those things i feel like i would be doing all of those things i'm gonna um, let the guys keep him in the bus my ass is going right over here <laughs> i'm gonna stay over here and just like sh- rock in the fetal position please take care of this <laughs> so police learned that lee had tried to escape like he had tried another escape attempt besides the one where he just tried to go out the door and yeah um he tried to drive the bus away (laughs) at one point yeah luckily the bus driver was a very quick thinker and he had engaged the emergency immobilizer system oh i didn't know that was a thing i didn't know that was a thing either but that's really cool that that's a thing like it just like stops the bus from working at all if there's if the keys are not in the ignition like you can't hot wire anything if that's like engaged that's nice to know that is right? really cool so i need one of those on my car i don't know how mm-hmm. that happens mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so police are like in this standoff with lee they're like oh can i could i ask why please do like <laughs> they can see it with all these windows why didn't he try to go out the window well i mean he they were out there with all their like weapons their hammers and their crowbars and stuff like i mean he tried to go out the door why did that stop him from going out the window right exactly but like they were all like there was a bunch of them like guarding the bus basically trying to keep him on there until the cops got there yeah i'm just like curious though like if he's trying to leave why he wasn't like oh i'm just gonna go out the window so he got the knife (laughs) he does yes so he tried to drive away that didn't work he tried to get off for a second that didn't work um police brought in a negotiation specialist like that's gonna work (laughs) right so they tried to talk to him but he's clearly not in a right state of mind for anybody to talk to him at all shocker (laughs) so that did not work um they're like get off the bus you know surrender it's cool and he's like no so he's like (laughs) let me speak some more chinese right (laughs) And he he could speak some English. He was like, because he had all these jobs for so long in Canada, like he, he could speak some English. Um, and many officers said that they heard him when the guy was like trying to negotiate with him. They heard him say, I can never get off this bus. So that's creepy as hell. Um, like you have to eventually get off the bus. <laughs> like, Either that or he's going to kill himself. Right. So he continued with police there at to to dissect Tim's body and hold up parts for everyone to see for hours and hours oh my god Uh uh-huh I feel so awful for for this man like exactly that literally didn't do anything like that's the worst way it is the definition yeah it's the definition of the wrong place the wrong time I feel so bad for his family that had to hear about like what the hell happened to him like for no reason yeah yeah so finally at 1 30 a.m lee tried his last escape attempt and without warning he 
broke through a window. Oh, there you go. There you go. And jumped to the ground. And he was, like, ready to run for it. But police immediately tased him and cuffed him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're Not like, today, son. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. So he was like, I'm, I, I, I got to make a run for it. I'm going through the window. And they were like, no, sir. So they tased him. <laughs> they like, cuffed that's him. Cute. That's real cute. But also you're vomitous. Like, what the hell? No. So they boarded the bus to, like, assess the crime scene, which I would never, ever... I just feel like, yes, I know we need to assess the crime scene, but also burn it to the ground. We don't need to see what happened. <laughs> like, burn it to the ground. There's a reason that I am not in Criminal Minds or CSI or any of that shit. So they boarded the bus to assess the crime scene. They were even more shocked to discover that Lee had not only completely like dissected, severed all of Tim's body, but he had also like put separate body parts into plastic bags and like spread them throughout the entire bus so he had plastic bags in his fucking bag too? yes he had a big ass bowie knife and plastic bags in his bag that he had packed to get on this bus he put body parts in separate bags and like pretty premeditated thank you thank you very much we will get to that so <laughs> that sounds very premeditated maybe very... not the not maybe not for the victim themselves, but obviously he right. put something to somebody. Exactly. So Tim's eyes and a part of his heart were never found. And it's presumed that they were eaten by Lee. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was just <laughs> that was that was just a major reaction. And I apologize for that, but gross. <laughs> it's not okay. Um also that was an actual gag just <laughs> okay well trigger warning also tim's ears nose and tongue were found in lee's pockets when he was arrested Ugh, that's so oh that's awful mm -mm. so that's not okay he's like i'm saving these for later yeah like why the fuck why so uh, okay at this point the media is like all over the story well yeah because this is who would do something exactly so greyhound had actually like i didn't put this part in my notes but i'm reading greyhound had actually like just recently put out this ad about um how friendly greyhound buses oh, were <laughs> and they had to like take all the ads down well yeah I guarantee like, people were like, uh, no, I'm going to sue you for that. They were like, there's a reason that you never hear about rage on a Greyhound bus. Like, that was the ad. <laughs> oh yeah. And so they had to take that down. Um, so. Could you imagine? Could you imagine being the campaign person that releases that? <laughs> you're like, what, like, the what the fuck are the start? chances? <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck did I just start? Did I, did I, did I just like. It's so terrible. This whole thing is terrible. Is this, is this like, my, is this my fault? <laughs> God, like it's all just terrible. So they, at this point, they hadn't released the name of the victim, but Tim's father was like nonstop calling, trying to get in touch with Tim. Oh God! Because he knew that he was like on his way back home. Like he had been working. He was oh, on this bus. Oh no. And then when he couldn't get in touch with Tim, he 
was calling trying to get confirmation from police on whether or not his son was the victim that was talked about on the news that night like fucking ter- like i cannot can imagine. imagine can you imagine like hearing this on the news hearing about like a man severing another man's body and not and getting later it. finding out it's your own child like can you imagine hearing that knowing your child was riding a bus and not being able to get in touch with them like oh like that oh also well now i know my kids are never riding a bus <laughs> never never riding a bus nope nothing nope you will stay in my home protected forever um <laughs> I don't care if you're 37. You're I don't care that you're, I was about to say, I don't care that you're 42 years old. Honey, you're going to sleep here tonight. <laughs> you are not leaving my house, child. <laughs> um, his dad had said that he actually had gotten a text from Tim around 7.30 that night saying that they had stopped in Brandon. And that was like the last stop before Lee got back on the bus and sat beside him. Um. And Tim had texted his dad, wanting to know if he could, like, come to their house and crash for the night. And his dad had texted him back and was like, of course, you can come home, like, obviously. And that was the last he heard from him. That's so sad. So freaking sad. So that was, like I said, that was, like, 30 minutes before Lee seemed to just, like, snap for no reason and yeah. took McLean's life. Um, meanwhile, Tim's mother was gone on an Alaskan cruise for the next week. And so his father was, like, trying to get in touch with her to tell her what had happened, right? Oh, my God. This whole thing, like, hurts my heart. Like, it's fucking terrible. So let's get into the trial. Because there's there's even a point in this because there wasn't 30-plus witnesses that saw everything happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're going to trial. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> Lee is arrested and immediately moved through the justice system, like, fairly quickly. Um, he pled not criminally responsible on account of he, mental disorder. I was about to say, he probably pled insanity, didn't he? Yes. So, that means that he accepted that the incident occurred, but he was not guilty. Not in of, his... Mm-hmm. Right. Because he was unable to form the necessary mental element. So, he committed the crime, but not of his own free will, basically. Um... After being evaluated by several psychiatrists, it was decided that he was an undiagnosed, untreated schizophrenic, so he wasn't in control of his actions that day. So, psychiatrists said that Lee told them he performed the attack because God's voice actually told him that day that Tim McLean was a force of evil and that he was about to execute Lee, so it was Lee's duty to stop him. Like, the voice of God told him that he had to stop him. Um, he claimed that he believed Tim would actually come back to life. And that's why he continued to mutilate his body and, like, bag it and spread it throughout the bus so that he couldn't, like, regenerate, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Your face. Um, just... Yeah. So his lawyers argued that he didn't know that he he was killing an innocent bystander and he didn't understand that his actions were wrong because like god told him like he needed to do this so they claimed it would be easier for everyone if lee was in fact a malicious antisocial psychopath but he wasn't so it's just not that easy um they said Uh, no no he's definitely (laughs) 
That's, I mean, that's pretty easy. He's definitely a psychopath. <laughs> they said that he's a decent person and he's as much a victim of this horrendous illness as Tim is a victim in this whole incident, which like that makes my stomach hurt. Like, I just want to punch everybody for that. Even that sentence. Like that's not okay. That I know. Awful. Like I know, obviously, I know, like I know firsthand that mental illness is like a truly terrible thing. Yeah, like I've experienced loss due to mental illness that was not properly taken care of or treated and all that stuff. And it sucks. I don't wish that on anyone, but I could not imagine being this victim's family and having to hear that the man that brutally attacked and dismembered and cannibalized it's my family member as my own child. Yes. Like what the fuck? I would lose my shit. That's, that's like all there is to it. Like I could not, it's mm. so March 5th, 2009, so like seven months after the incident, Lee was found not criminally responsible for the murder of Timothy McLean. He was shipped to a secure treatment facility where he was to be rehabilitated. Um, though it was ruled that Lee wasn't in a normal functioning mindset when he killed him, he also, like, was not out of normal mindset in my opinion like i say this because meditated exactly because he knew what he was doing at the time he brought a knife and bags on a bus filled with people so he literally remembered all of the gruesome details like he literally described tim's murder detail by detail to forensic psychiatrists like he's not criminally insane he's just insane basically like we hear serial killers confess to detectives he basically like laid it out like everything that happened to these to the psychiatric team but no no they said that he was like he couldn't he wasn't in his right mind um by june of 2010 so like 15 months after he was absolved by the criminal justice system he was allowed to start supervised releases from the mental facility oh hell fucking no (laughs) (laughs) so it was supervised so it's fine they they were like oh he's on medicine now like he can go out if if he's supervised so may of 2012 he was granted temporary passes that would allow him to visit town like on his own and also allow him to like take interviews from people oh no (laughs) right so he, he used this time to talk to reporters about how he began to hear the voice of God and that he wanted to save people from an alien attack. Yeah, that's what he was doing. So on February 27th, 2014, CBS announced that Lee was doing well on his medications, according to his psychiatrist, and he would be allowed to have unsupervised visits starting at 30 minutes at a time and eventually expanding to full day trips, just like out into town. Unsupervised. Um, just a few months later, in July of 2014, one of the first responding officers to the crime scene unfortunately committed suicide. Um, in his obituary, his family stated that he had been suffering from PTSD since the incident in 2008 and just like couldn't handle it anymore, which is terrible. That's so sad so freaking sad um meanwhile like a few months later in 2015 
Lee was granted unsupervised day passes to Winnipeg under the condition that he just like have a working cell phone with him at all times, you know, in case they need to call on. That's not okay. Right. So um, by February of 2016, Lee had legally changed his name. He now goes by Will Baker. And he has won the right to live alone, unsupervised, so long as he continues to take his daily medication. So a year later, he was granted absolute discharge, and there are to be no legal obligations or restrictions on his part. So he's now just like out there living a normal life under a new name with no punishment or repercussions for what he did. (laughs) They said that he's rehabilitated and um, he'll be, it'll be just fine as long as he stays on his meds. And they're like, well, he's not going to get off of his meds because he remembers what he did before when he wasn't on his meds and he wouldn't want to do that again. So he'll just, we just believe that he'll stay on them. Yeah. (laughs) Like then. That's what's up. So don't visit Canada. (laughs) (laughs) There's like a lot of like when I was like reading into all this, there is a ton of people that like completely back him up saying like he's punished every day with the memory of the terrible things he did, which like that might be true. But like they're like he had no control over it. He is he's a victim as much that that really gets me saying he's as a victim as much as Tim is like that's so I like I know like I said before mental illness is like a huge thing especially if it's untreated there's a huge range of different mental illnesses that affect like a huge amount of people none of them should right none of them should be taken lightly what I don't agree with or like understand I guess is if Lee was completely unable to control what he was doing like we said why did he board the bus with the intention of murder like he boarded the bus with this big ass bowie knife he packed multiple plastic bags in his pack to separate the body parts like he clearly like premeditated like this was premeditated so like does that mean that he wasn't in his right mind when he asked for time off to go to winnipeg for a job interview like how long was he not in his right mind like I just I don't get it I don't I don't get how long they're supposed to say that he was just like not I mean I just don't understand how they're saying or how he's trying to say like this is what God told me to do it's just coincidental that it happened after you got fired after you got fired you got divorced recently you got fired you happened to pack this giant knife and plastic and bags. Bag. Like I don't, I don't get it. No, like meditated, you're pissed off. Your life isn't going the way that you want it to go. So, like, yes, maybe you might have, you might be schizophrenic and not on medication, but I don't. Uh, like I don't. No. No. It doesn't work for me. No. no. I'm just gonna say no. Like that's just a big no. That's an no for me. Hell to no. Hail to the no no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, that that's the terrible, terrible murder of Timothy McLean and Vince Lee slash Will Baker, who is now just like out there in the world, hopefully taking his medication. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Your face. That's I mean, that. I knew the case. I knew, so first off, I knew the immediate things about the case. Right. I did not know, like, in detail some of the stuff that. You didn't know the cannibalism. No. You didn't know the, like, taking organs out and all and separating and dissecting and you're welcome audience (laughs) you're welcome for this terribly fucked up case like what the like i don't get it also i'm never riding a bus and my kids are never riding a bus or a train or plane i guess i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i am sam sam i am no i would not like this on the train no i would not like this on the boat no i would not like this here or there no i would like not like this anywhere not any single where not a damn anywhere no, no. not happening not with the not with the goat not with oh my the god not with a knife not with a, like no that's not okay I just feel really bad for his family. Like, that's That's awful. It's awful. So awful. So we'll share some pictures on the gram. I have some pictures, not anything. Like, I have pictures of, like, the bus and, like, of Vince and Tim. Okay. Not anything. Not gruesome. I think, isn't there, like, I want to say there was a video out there, though. Not, like, in seeing all that my eyes got really big when you said that i was like what the fuck i'm gonna have to look i don't know there i'm pretty sure there is a video somewhere i need Uh, to to describe what kind of video you're talking about like about info on this case or yeah like of the bus and not so much of like i mean i did read that um it was it was in 2008 so there was cell phones i did read that there was like teenagers that had that were on the bus that like had taken phones out and were like videoing some stuff they caught on video when the bus driver like rushed off the bus maybe i didn't see that anymore but maybe now i have to watch it oh well we're it's not very long i mean we can watch it later <laughs> no i'm saying i i just found a clip it's not very long so for those that like want to search it you totally can okay there's surveillance video of attack on bus driver like on like of the greyhound bus that's the same like that's the same case bus 1170 that's it there you yeah. go so yeah we'll share it to the grant not the video but we'll share I was like i'm not sharing the video you can look that up if you want to <laughs> we'll share it to the gram <laughs> no i'm just kidding but uh anyways, if you want to look that shit up go for it i do not because follow all the stuff follow follow it all all the things send okay. us your listener tales about yes any kind of true crime paranormal We're totally looking to do a couple of uh small listener tale episodes so please send them our way send them send it you can do it on serialholicsisters.com or you can just like email it to us at serialholicsisters at gmail.com you can even dm us on instagram or like we, our Facebook we're not picky page. we don't care and just send it 
Send it. Send, Send it. it. <laughs> Does that sound like desperate? <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. I mean, if you want to, if not, that's cool. <laughs> okay, let's be awkward. Okay, bye. Bye.